0: You see me walking down the street, and I start to cry, each time we meet. Walk on by, walk on by. My feelings, and you don't see the tears, just Achievement Award winner, Dionne Warwick. This is Sabrina Marie of the Building Abundant Success Series. Dionne is our guest tonight. You have heard her sing the soundtrack of our lives. She's won five Grammy Awards and many other accolades over her illustrious career. You know the songs. Do you know The Way to San Jose? Alfie, That's What Friends Are For. Then Can You, she did that with The Spinners. She also did Heartbreaker. And she's done so much humanitarian work throughout the decades of her career. And she's a fashion icon. And she's back. yes, yeah, she's back with a new album by that same title. She's back, her first in five years. It is produced by award-winning producer, Demon Elliott, who just happens to be her son. And she's embarking on a worldwide tour. We have so much we talk about in this interview. Deanna and I are coming at you right now. Mr. Warwick, thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. And congratulations on, on your Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammy. You said so it it, it's just befitting. Yeah, thank you so very much. Yes. Now, I was reading over your career, your lesser's career, and you started out in gospel, and you were also a studier of music. Can you talk about your early days in before you really not wanted to know, uh, wanted to get into the music industry, because that was not your, your, uh, I guess your aspiration in the beginning, was it? No, it wasn't. Um,
1: I was, I intended to teach. That's so what I was oh. going to college for. But I, I did a demonstration record. It was sent to Scepter Records, and the proprietor, Florence Greenberg, did not want the the song. He wanted the voice, and that voice was mine.
0: Beautiful. And what was the beginnings in your music career? You came from gospel, but you came in at a time where, um, you know, we're going from the late 50s to the early 60s. What was the music scene like when you were doing those demos for a, uh, a soul singer or a gospel singer? Because they didn't know what you were, right? (laughs) They still don't. (laughs) A distinctive great voice, though, came through. And what was uh, going on in music at that time that somebody said, uh, wow, this is uh, amazing.
1: There was a a lot going on at that time. It was the time of the Drifters and the Coasters and the Orlons and the Shirelles and all the wonderful groups were were making incredible recordings at the time. And there were very few single recording artists, although, you know, there was Mary Wells, there was um oh my goodness, who else? Um I George Foy maybe in there? Maybe Doris Boy or somebody
0: like that. Doris yes, Story, yes. Barbara Lewis?
1: Yeah, uh, sure, short uh, yes. Barbara Lewis, um I mean, it was shot full of most incredible voices and music. So, you know, uh, we, we were not at a loss for music, that's for sure.
0: Beautiful. Now, your demo tape days led to you being, you know, put out front there, but you wanted to record a song by Jerry Butler called "Make It Easy on Yourself, and you weren't happy when you didn't get that song. But the next thing you said became a song. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. The, uh, it's my favorite song, point. actually. And let me
0: answer. I love, I love Don't make Me Over. I love that song.
1: Thank you. Well, that was because of uh, a promise that was made to me by the writers of Make It Easier on Yourself, Backrocking David, that I would have that song if I decided to record as my first recording. And they sent it off to... Jerry Butler, and of course, I was not a happy camper, and I just kind of let them know they could not make me over so don't try, and as you said, it became a song in my very first hit.
0: Wow. Please so don't make me over, walk on by, and another song that you don't like called, Do You Know the Way to San Jose, um, my mom studied music, and uh, the different um, floating octaves in that song. That's not easy to do. You had to have studied music, right? Yes, music education. Wow. And uh, it was a hit. And many times people, like, don't like songs that actually become hits. <laughs> what was it about <laughs> that song that you didn't like?
1: It's not a it. It was a case of I didn't believe that Hal David wrote that song. That with words. That he had given me to thing much, much more prior to that, you know, of love mm-hmm. and hope and happiness and all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm saying, whoa, 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 I don't think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different type of song completely from the other ones that you were singing at yep. that time. But you were making, uh, you know, one of the best singers of the 60s in many different polls from Cashbox. Um, even on the R&B chart, but your distinctive voice floats through jazz, gospel, pop, soul. And when you uh, were in the 60s singing uh, the for Valley of the Dolls and, you know, many of the other songs that you had there, even I sang mm-hmm. a little prayer, right. you were able to transcend to the pop charts um, in a different way with the spinners. Uh, that was an interesting song, but it was a major hit. And you, um, did you believe in that song? Did you like the lyrics? Uh, what was it about that song that, uh, got you there?
1: But then came, it you, came you. the other you mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, well, it, it was a pleasure, first of all, to record with the Spanish. Uh, we had mm-hmm. done a summer tour together, and, uh, I cultivated the tour. I was going to go into Vegas, and I asked them if they would come in with me and be the opening act, and they they, they agreed. And uh, at the end of uh, the run, Tom Bell, who presented the song to us, uh, thought that that would be a wonderful gift and a wonderful way to end our tour. And he was absolutely right. In these different
0: genres of music, uh, and, and going and meeting different people and going to the different countries and, and actually having a classic style and sound that's just totally different. You can't mistake the honor for anyone else, anyone else. Um, what is your favorite, I, I don't want to you know, <laughs> cause a fight, what is your favorite genre? Are you, just, are you just a lover of all different types of music? Yes, I love music, period. Music is,
1: I, I don't music and genres you know i feel that music is just that music so and it's wonderful to know that you cannot put me in a box and decide that's where i belong i belong to what the listening ear decides i
0: am i looked at some clips of the television show called solid gold and it was it just seemed effortless whether you were singing a very good song or whether you were duetting with anybody even recently, you know, the Billy Ray Cyrus or, you know, Music Soul Chopper, anybody. You can just get in there, but you have a distinct um, look, a distinct style. And today, many times you get people try to cookie-cutter and put you in a box. I think that's what makes you distinct and memorable, and so I, I'm glad that you, you said that. One of my favorite songs by you is, I no longer love this Way again, I just... That's one song I have to listen to from beginning to end, even if I'm busy and have to go somewhere. I'll just sitting no, in my car no, just no. listening, to, <laughs> listen to it, because um, you are a singer uh, singing songs that are emotive. You, you talk about things that happen in our life, whether we're happy, whether we're sad, whether in between, mm-hmm. or for causes like that. what friends of four, and you do right. that with so many great people. What? Um, Ahead now. now you have this wonderful new album, and your are back. It's so exciting to hear about that, a new album by Diane Warwick. Yep, I'm thrilled about it. I'm very pleased that I had the
1: opportunity again to work with my son, Damon Elliott, who produced the CD for me. And I had the opportunity of working with some wonderful other songwriters that I've admired for many, many years uh along with the duets that I had the opportunity of doing of one you you mentioned one of Music Soul Child and uh of Kenny Lattimore as the other duet that I did. So uh it was a bunch of fun and uh it should be out very soon and I'm sure everybody's gonna love it.
0: Well I'm sure too what the tour happening that that's gonna be a wonderful thing also coming out later this year.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: And are you touring um, overseas as well as the Americas? Um, oh yeah, I'm the town? world,
1: the entire world. <laughs> it's not designated for one place. I am. Uh, I think one of these days I'm going to grow my own wings. I'm much I'm in the air. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are some of the places that you travel that you really like, and and maybe have visited or stayed longer in?
1: Oh well, my my favorite place to go and to stay for a period of time is Brazil. That's my second home. But I have traveled, like I said, I've traveled the entire world. I'm, it's not relegated to just the western part of our world, the European section. I travel the Far East, I travel Australia, I travel New Zealand, uh, Africa, I travel all six continents.
0: Beautiful. And some of the things that you see in the future for yourself, not just this album and a chore, where do you want to go? Well, I mean, you've, you've gotten the awards. Of course, now you're an ambassador with the Smithsonian, which sounds really exciting now that this is their year of music they're celebrating. What are mm-hmm. some things that you, that you might want to do, well, say, within the next five years?
1: Uh, catch up on the sleep that I've lost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, well, the ideologues you know, always look like me like and your style, even the gowns, you know, that when I um, was able to look at some of the early clips, you um, mm-hmm. kind of walked out there like you own the stage, and one of your quotes was... Uh, you know, people don't take you seriously until you own what you do. Can you
1: elaborate a little bit? Yeah, well, I was taught very early on by some very major mentors of mine. That is what you're supposed to do. When you walk on that stage, it is to let people, you own it. It's your stage at that period of time. And uh, you go out there to do what you came to do. So I, you know, I certainly enjoy doing what i do and having people appreciate it uh and so far as the way i look that's also part of what my mentors taught me as well you know when you have people like lena horn and sarah Vaughan, and elisa sherald and uh my dietrich in your corner and i mean you can't find any more fashionable ladies
0: no you can't no Night so long is another favorite of mine um and it, it, it's a standout in terms of the lyrics. During the time of the 80s, um, when you weren't with um Backrack and David, you really owned a different part of your career in an independence. And now you're doing duets with uh, today's stars, you know, in their own right. Is it getting better? Is, it, is your career getting better? And the things that you've gone through, had it all been worth it?
1: Absolutely. You know, everybody has light to live. And life does not hold any specific areas for you to live. You know, they're ups and downs. They're rounds as well, you know. And I've gone through right. all. And, uh, and every one of them I feel I'm supposed to have gone through. So, you know... Um, I, I'm not different than anybody else. I'm as human as the next person. And we all have uh, feelings, we have problems, we have uh, good days, we
0: have bad days.
1: So I live through it all like you should.
0: It's been an honor to speak with you. I'm a Jersey girl myself. And I wish right. you continued success. Thank you so much. My pleasure, honey. Thank you. You've been listening to Building Abundant Success with Sabrina Marie. Copyright April 15th, 2023.